It is podcast time, hockey fans. Thank you for watching this Dan K. Show production, presented by the Pueblo Bulls. What's going on, hockey fans? I'm trying to get to my Lucas level of introduction, my calmer level of introduction, because normally he brings you into these audio podcasts, but today you've got the soothing tones of Dan K. all day long, because... I've got a guest today. I'll introduce myself, and I'm Dan K. of the Dan K. Show, the most watched show in junior hockey by 10 plus times over its competition. But what I do want to do is I want to introduce you folks to a guest today that's a special guest for me. This is one of my guys here, okay? This is a guy who bought in on power rankings and a guy in a crazy suit and running from rink to rink way before most way before almost all. This is a guy who has coached at every level of this great sport of hockey. This is a guy who has won at every level of this great sport of hockey. And this is a guy now who's kind of gone like the Phil Jackson lifestyle in terms of where he's put his home and his feet on the ground. He's got that awesome, the outdoorsman lifestyle in the great north. Let's talk to him. Coach Quarters, what's going on? Welcome in the king of Idaho Falls. How are we doing? <laughs> Spud Kings, good. Thanks for the introduction. First of all, I'm from Oak Park, Michigan, and I'm a city guy. And I I got lucky and married a beautiful woman from Montana. And um, that's, you're going to hear my dog, one of my dogs barking, so it's pulling up. But um, yeah, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm mowing the yard, but if it doesn't start, I'm calling my wife to ask her how to start. So <laughs> I, I love it. I love Like I'm the guy who's got the gear on, but not really the skier, but got the ski gear on because I'm living out here. So I'll be honest about it, but I do love it. It is. It, I never, I feel very fortunate to, to live out in Montana and, and, um, you know, if you have, if you haven't been out here, it's a beautiful place. And Idaho Falls, same thing. So very lovely. And we look at Idaho Falls. This has been maybe the biggest story of the last 365 days in junior hockey. Is this Idaho Falls brand? Is this Spud King's team? This this building you guys are playing in with 4,000 plus a night sold out crowds and everything in between. I mean, the Idaho Falls Spud Kings. I mean, we'll start by just like, explain it to me, man. What do we got here? You, this is a, this is a great gig you, you've gotten into. A guy who they had to pull you out to get you here, and now you're yeah, like, was unexpected, you know? Yeah. Now, tell me about it. Tell me about it. Whole fall. You know, people say all the time things happen for a reason in life, and you know, usually when they tell you that, you want to tell them the you know the, the kiss off, like because you're going through something. But um, yeah, it, it's it just kind of. Um, it's a special place. The kids that the players that get a chance to play in Idaho Falls, the way they're treated, um, the you know Eric Hudson has set a standard on how he wants this team to be run and how he wants the players to be treated, and you know and and Kevin Green has given him that full you know support and control to do that, and and that's made it really enjoyable because you know on top of um, what people forget is like we didn't move into that arena until December 2nd. So they were, before I got there, they were in Salt Lake city and Airbnbs training. They were on the road the whole time. They were in Colorado to Minnesota to, you know, every weekend. And, um, there's a lot of costs involved. So, you know, for, and they didn't cut any corners, you know, with how they treated the team because 
all the money really came in once the arena opened. And I remember Eric, someone had said to him, you know, we made a trade for a player and said, oh, it must be nice to have money. He says, yes, it is, because we're going to break all the tenants records in the first period of the first game we play. Yep. And, um, you know, it's one thing to say it, but then it's another thing to back it up and do it. And, you know, it's it's uh, it's an electric place like, you know, Dan, I've coached in all the buildings. Um I've been fortunate enough to coach in, you know, like Yost and, you know, Lincoln when it was packed with, you know, and, and this, you know, just all the special places to be um, below pro hockey. And this is second to none. I mean, not just that it's filled every night, but the professionalism that comes with it, how they do their game ops, you know, every, they don't cut any corners and, you know, it's run by, um, you know, guys that are in, in pro sports. So they have what seven minor league baseball teams in the Utah Grizz, you know, they, they have the concessions. So, um, you know, diamond concessions. So they know what they're doing. They know how to run an organization and they, and they put the right person in place with Eric Hudson to, uh, to build a team. And, and he brought me in and, and him and Kevin Green, and we work really well together. I really enjoy it, especially at this stage in my coaching career, because when you're younger and moving up, you feel you need all this control and, here it's like no just let me coach you know yeah bring my ideas let's develop another young coach that can take over here one day and let's build this program to be um the pinnacle junior program in north america and, and you absolutely love to watch it right like watching this thing grow i mean you talked about the the what they had to go through to get this thing upstream right with the building coming in a little bit later than the season starting it's been incredible to watch the investment into it and what i do got to say one of the most gutsy moves of all time. They, they, on the home opener night, putting pyrotechnics on the ice day one, that's like, I wouldn't have had the guts to do it. I would wait till like game two to get the pyrotechnics out there. I'm watching all, <laughs> just the, the, the absolute game day show that is put on in Idaho Falls for these fans, for this packed house, is incredible to watch. When you talk about the product on the ice, let's get into that a little bit. You know, what are we what are we looking at for the first year in tier two for this Idaho Falls Spud Kings team? Is this gonna look like a normal Marty Quarter squad that brings a lunch pail to work that gets the job done? What kind of roster is gonna be uh out there for us this year? Yeah, I mean you can't you know, don't change your stripes, right? You are who you are. So we're gonna be uh blue collar, get our fingernails dirty, earn everything we get, make teams have to, you know, fight for every inch when they play against us. That's you know, north, south, hard forward checking hockey. We're going to do it with speed and we're going to do it with skill. And, um, you know, that's never changed. So, um, you know, but having the resources to develop our players to try to make them better than everybody else's is that's, that's something I'm really excited about. And, you know, I'm excited about how the team's coming together. And I think it's going to be one of those things, Dan, where the first year people are dipping their toe in the water to see what's really happening out west the ncdc but i think after this year or halfway through it they're going to be like you know okay this is uh this is a league that that's going to make some noise and it's going to be a place to develop players and it's got a, a different business um development model you know we're kind of mirroring the ushl and um i think it's going to take off and it's going to really give um players an avenue to develop and reach their goals through hockey. Yeah, and and I tell people we, we just had a conversation coming into this one with Sean Wilmert and Kenny Orlando and Ogden, and we talked about just for those of you who might be dipping toes or on the fence going, what 
from the outside, what is this NCDC West? What is this product? I'm telling you right now, the, the moment a puck drops this year, the game of Tier 2 hockey is going to change. It's going to immediately shift, right? You look at just what these six organizations in this original launch of this, this group look like right now, not just on the ice, not just behind the bench with guys like yourself, Marty, but like just from uh, from an ownership perspective, from a fan base perspective, it's a different animal out there. We talk about the Spud Kings team. We talk about putting it together. We talk about trying to balance winning games and getting guys to college. That first year, that first year here in the NCDC, what are your sights set on? I mean, what what is the what is the original goal? What's what's maybe that checklist look like for you to know you had a good season or a good start at least? Well, I think junior hockey is there's there's a purpose for junior hockey. Like people look at me that aren't hockey people and, and they're like, like you don't go to college after high school. And there's that junior hockey model that you have those gap years. And if it's used the right way, it's very, you know, um important for your development, not just in hockey, but as a, a person later on. So um, you know, it it, it helps um, you know, when you get to college, you're a little bit more mature. You know, so, you know, with that being said, what is really the purpose of junior hockey? Get kids to college. That That's why you play junior hockey is, you know, now if you play major junior, you're trying to get to the pros, right? And, um, you know, but if you're playing tier two or, or anything that keeps your MC eligibility available, that's what you're doing. So I think that's how we're going to judge ourselves by moving kids on, on college. Wins and losses, you know, are going to come with that. If you're If you're moving your players on, they kind of go hand in hand. You have to have a successful team. Coaches aren't going to take um, a lot of players from losing teams. They want guys from winning teams. And there's a reason they're winning teams because they probably have the better players. So, you know, we want to make sure we make our players better than everybody else's. That's our goal. And then, um, you know, give them the opportunity to find a good school. So we want to identify, you know, our players, what what they bring. Then we want to have the resources to develop them. We have all that in Idaho Falls. And then we need to have the potential to promote them when we have the contacts to do that too. And I think our whole division has that. And even though we average 4,100 4, fans a game, that's what we see, other teams might have smaller ranks, but they still play us. We still play a lot of games in our division. We only have six teams. So everyone in our division gets to play and experience what it's like to play in a building. When you step on the ice as a visiting team, you're being booed as soon as you step on the ice. Like, our fans are doing the wave in the first period. So that part, not just for us, but I want all the players in our league to experience that. And I think it's going to help propel our league to bigger and better things because yeah, of that. Because of that. You look at this, I'm a player, I'm a parent right now, looking at this this chance to play in Idaho Falls. What's a day in the life for a player when they're playing for the Idaho Falls Spud Kings and they're playing for Coach Quarters? Like, what what do these guys what do they expect in that that twenty four hour day process as they're going through this experience in junior hockey with you guys? Yeah, it's going to be the same schedule as, you know that you know I'm used to from the USHL where if um if you don't have school you don't have a job in the morning you're coming into the rink at about ten a.m. so you're getting up. Practice is going to be twelve to two. After practice, we're going to probably have some video and then we're going to go right over to um we we might work out at the rink or we're going to probably go over to our fitness center and um. And then your day is done at about 5.30. And then you have your evening time to get eat with your billets, uh, get your homework done, catch up on studies. And then with with our, with our Eric being the general manager of the arena on top of 
um, the team, unless there's a concert, we have access. The guys can go back on the ice and work on skill work. And our gym, you can go back and get another workout in as well. And then we have curfew at like 1030. So, you know, that that's uh, we try to keep it a full day. And when we go on the road, you know, we uh, we have time set aside for study. We usually go a day ahead of time, you know, if it's a further trip. And the other thing this team does that a lot of teams don't do is they only put two players in a hotel room. So they want to make sure each every player has their own bed. Same thing with our billets. We want to make sure that they have their own bedroom. They're not sharing a bedroom with someone. And um, and this organization through the Chuckers and what they've done through the years, having the minor league baseball team there, um, we have those resources available to us. Yeah, and I, I'm both happy you said it because I wanted to talk about it, but also disappointed you said Chuckers before I could say it correctly because <laughs> I took a lot of time to learn that when Idaho Falls came into the league because I looked at the name, you look at it, you could think it's pronounced differently, but they are the Chuckers. I got to ask you, are we going to have like – Idaho Falls has the Chuckers. Ogden's got the Raptors. They're two of the most attended teams in minor league baseball in the country. Yeah. Are you guys going to go alternate unis one day and go like Ogden Raptors versus the Idaho Falls Chuckers on the ice? You know, it's funny you say that. When we when we play Ogden in the last game of the year, we we beat them, and that was a big accomplishment for our team to beat Ogden in Ogden after you know the beatings that we took early on. And they're a very good team. Kenny does a great job there, and Sean runs a great organization. So. Um, they had the mascot out for for what is it, the Raptors? Yep. And he was on the ice as well. So our our baseball staff is also our hockey staff as well. So we were getting texts from the hockey. They were just so happy to be in with the mascot there because that's their rivalry as as well. So it is interconnected and it makes it fun. And um, yeah, that our I mean, our baseball teams run very well, as as you can see. That's why with the hockey team, we were able to hit the ground running with the game ops and all that stuff. So, yeah. yeah. And it's fun to watch. I'll tell you just for that staff back there, marketing behind the scenes is going to be listening to this in Idaho falls and Ogden. Maybe it's like a wiffle ball game during one of these weekend <laughs> series, you know, maybe it's a, it's the Ogden Mustangs versus Idaho falls on a, on the baseball diamond for a couple innings. We'll put it together, but the ultimate Jersey sounds great. We have four jerseys yeah. this year. So, are you? Uh, I, there may be. I've heard rumors from Mr. Hudson that there could be a potato zaddy uniform coming in, which I apologize yeah. if we have to coach that team. It could. It could be a fifth one, and we have a new mascot, and his name is uh, King Tot. He's <laughs> a big tater. He's a big tater tot, actually. So it, it's incredible. And coach, like it kind of it kind of generates into and, and transitions into what I was going to talk about here at some point, and I think it now is the perfect time, like. When we started this for the folks at home, this this Dan K show, like you gotta imagine, you got guys like Coach Quarters who have coached at every level of this game, who won at every level of this game. They had every reason to go, who's this stupid idiot in these suits running around the rink making all this noise? And why the heck do I have to speak to him? But no, I mean, Coach, you were the first Cup game ever. We've now we've now got 15 different Cup games. We're gonna have probably 20 this year. First ever Cup game, the Cheese Curd. What a game that was, huh? What a game that was, right? You guys came back, tied it up, and then hit and won it. Yeah, down two nothing, right? With uh, two minutes ago or something. Yeah, and and you win the Cheese Curd Cup. So you're the first Cup Series winner ever in Dan K Show history. You, you bought into the power rankings early on, and I'm sure people are like, "Who's this idiot trying to tell me I'm not the number one team in the country?" And he, like, when you look at at what you've been able to accomplish behind the bench. It's 
that for us was, you were probably our, one of our first, if not the first validation of like, hey, we're on to something here and this thing's working. Like if guys like him are buying in, there, there's hockey minds that actually see some value in this. Talk about finding this Idaho Falls team, them bringing you in. I got to imagine their marketing ability and the ability to have the staff they do it had to be part of what brought you out of kind of your your quote-unquote retirement right like kind of the idea of you were you're in montana you're hanging out you're enjoying the game from a different part of the the world than than behind the bench like what did i gotta imagine that's part of what brought you back yeah and, and first of all like when you guys came on the scene like hey we're coaching you know it's it's tier three in you know wisconsin rapids and we always said we may be a tier three team, but we're not going to look, we're not going to act. We're not going to play like a tier three team. And, um, you know, to have that desire to want to be something special and then to see you guys come on and be ready to promote it. You know, how do you not welcome that? And and you guys have always been really professional and, and like my guys are the ones that got me. Well, and Austin, you know, they're the ones that were, they were the ones that first told me about it. Like, Hey, Dan, there's rankings. And, like Jared Stevenson, it was heartbreaking because he was the biggest diehard. He would sit there and wait to hear his name called and see the rankings. And then he was hurt. You remember when um when you guys came in? So he didn't get to play. But I mean, that's the, the think about the impact that you guys have had. And some of these kids like playing tier three, even even tier two, like it could be the pinnacle getting a, a uh, Dan K hat, you know, interview at the end of the game is great so i mean i think you it, it helped us with recruiting it helped us with tickets it helped us with everything making our league a better league and more professional so um you know i i think it's much more of a modest view on my side with everything you say i think it's more what you brought to the table so thank you and because i remember we did the outdoor game in chicago that's when i met you guys yeah and i i got and it was delayed four hours it was delayed four hours and i i got rowdy the river king thrown out of the facility by accident because yeah. i was hosting fights between he and i and, and the chicago cougar <laughs> and i think the best moment of my hockey career was or my hockey broadcasting career was getting into a fight with a fish mascot and the official yelling you're out of here and me going oh of course the human who's being an idiot is out like he threw me out and i'm like oh no i'm gonna get in trouble richard gallant's gonna call me ticked off no they kicked out the mascot left me there so that was that was one of the, the funny part people. about that mascot is yeah. he he played for us the next two years oh really he he it, colin moore he was playing for orange county double a midgets and his mom had passed away and she was from Wisconsin Rapids. So he came to live with his aunt and they asked me, can he practice with you guys? So he practiced with us. And then we, we had that whole buildup. Remember we did um, uh, all those guys on our team did that video of the mascots and going around town. They, they did a two part series of the buildup for the game. It was actually really good. You can see it on YouTube. And I remember going to call him more. I go, Hey, they want to make this about the mascots. Do you, you know, do you want to come with us to Chicago? And he's like, are you asking me to be the mascot? I'm like, well, yeah, kind of, you know, and he did. And, and the funny thing is he's a pretty tough kid. And the mask, the other guy was one of Mike Tompkins players, a little guy. And he, he like um, punched him pretty hard, Colin and Colin hauled off and cracked him, I guess. Right. And then, um, yeah, so he got kicked out of the game. Colin it was won. incredible. It, it was one of the best moments in junior hockey. And it, it was one, one, nothing. Yeah, you know, because you couldn't ice conditions. We had to wait four hours. 
it was the one day it got warm. It was a freezing cold winter, and the one day it got to 50 was the day we were playing. It was the third game of the weekend, too. Mm-hmm. It was it was a bit of a fog. It looked like we were playing at like uh, like in an old timey stadium, right? Like yeah. back before there was AC units in the building, and like, but you look at like all these different events that you've been a part of, and and kind of the promotion of the game. It's fun to see what you're doing here in Idaho Falls, and and now we talk about like kind of gong shows and craziness and all this stuff coach i'm gonna have to invite you into a one minute long game show we're hosting with all the coaches during the summer sessions i started this back when i worked for the philadelphia flyers organization we needed some content for the jumbotron and it was a game called minor chats and what it is i'll set a minute on the clock your only job is to answer personal questions just what's your favorite color favorite day of the week things like that answer them as quick as you can the most answers will win a prize at the end of all of this right now our leaders are at 15 overall but our ncdc leaders to tie at the top one of those people at the top of 14 correct kenny orlando and sean wilmer from the ogden mustang so you are going to be battling against uh some of your interdivisional foes here are you ready to answer some questions about yourself All right, Coach Quarters, I'm going to start the clock after the first question. What's your favorite color? Blue. What's your favorite day of the week? Friday. Uh, Favorite hockey player of all time? Rick Martin. Uh, What's your favorite sports team? Detroit uh, University of Michigan football. Ooh, I like that. Okay. Uh, Who's the USPHL coach you admire that you coach against? Uh, Bill Zanaboni, but he's not in our league now. Ooh, I like that. Diner, drive-in, or dive? Which one would you rather go to? Diner. Soup, salad, or breadstick at the Olive Garden? Soup. Uh, what's your favorite TV show of all time? Sopranos. Favorite vacation spot? Uh, Big Sky, Montana. High score and win or a shutout win behind the bench? Uh, shutout win. Uh, but you're stranded on an island. You can only eat one food. What would it be? Uh, chicken. Sunrise or sunset? Sunset. Favorite Taylor Swift song? I don't even know one. <laughs> you can pass if you need to. Pass. Favorite musician or band other than Tay Swift? Uh, Stevie Wonder. Uh, ice cream cake or birthday cake or neither? Uh, ice cream cake. And last question, would you like a million dollars right now? Yes. Ooh, that one just after the buzzer rang. So you didn't get the last one in. I'm going to put the briefcase <laughs> back into the, uh, into the safe here. What I will tell you, Coach... Yeah. Fourteen. That's tied for the NCDC lead. We got a three-way tie at the top right now. We got Wilkes-Barre, Ogden, and we've got Idaho Falls all tied in the lead. It was painless. See, and and folks, this is what it is. You can be a, a hockey hall of famer like Coach Quarters here, and you can still play a little a little gong show game show with Dan K here. Minor chats. Nice work, Coach. Thank you. And now we get back to the the conversation at mm-hmm. hand here. Yeah. So how did Idaho Falls come about? Is what you're asking. Yeah, how, how did Idaho Falls come about? So interesting enough, when I was leaving, you know, I, I, everyone knew I was leaving Wisconsin Rapids coming out to Montana. And then I was talking to Steve Haddon, who was in northern Colorado, and we became friends during COVID because his team came down to play us because we were like the only team not shut down, really. And, um, and he's... I was looking, you know, maybe to GM some teams and things like that. So I called Idaho Falls and I talked to Kevin Green and had a really good talk. And they already had someone in mind that they were pretty much going to hire. But then he, I didn't realize I was only three hours door to door from my home in Montana. 
and about this arena. So um, I actually applied for the job and um, they didn't hire me. So, um, but I wasn't really super disappointed because I was already working with Austin, you know, and, and starting that. So um, as the summer went on, um, a few other things came up, you know, and, and um, that, you know, I, I wasn't looking at, you know, so um, I was just working on being an advisor and then Steve Haddon called me again and he's like, wow, we just played this team. You should talk to these guys. They might need your help. So I just made a phone call to Kevin Green and he happened to be sitting with Eric Hudson and it kind of went from there, you know, and they asked what I was doing. They asked, you know, but I, you know, help out with the coaching staff they have right now. And, and they brought me on as director of um, hockey ops. And um, I think with kind of in mind is that the maybe help they had a younger coach. It was a really nice guy that was there and maybe help him a little bit and, and help him get some more players and, and things like that. And, and, um, and whatever happened, the long story short is um, it didn't work out with the other coach. Then we had a, an interview process set up. We interviewed three candidates. We actually offered one the job and we thought he was going to take the job. And he ended up turning it down. And I was already filling in. Eric had to fill in a weekend. Then I filled in a weekend. So I was with the team. So then I had to go to Minnesota with them. And then we found a way to win a game. And, and we got back. And and they just, you know, they said they wanted me to coach the rest of the year. And I talked to my wife about it. And she's like, you know, these, these kids are going to be on their fourth coach by Thanksgiving. Like, you're three hours from home. You know, you know, I I understand it, you know let's, we can make it work. So we did that. And then, you know, the team started, you know, get to working. Eric and I worked really well together and, you know, um, we're both pretty, uh, you know, front and center type of guys. So, um, but we push each other and he pushes me and, um, there's a, a huge respect level. So, um, you know, we went to work and, and got after getting players and, and it's not easy to do during the season. And, and also we focused on making the players we had better and changing the culture and and building something in Idaho Falls. And, you know, I think our last 20 games, we were 14, four and two, and that's pretty good for a team that started off zero and 15. So, um, you know, we're excited about that. And we're in, you know, there's a lot of positive momentum because of it. So that in around January, Eric came to me and said, Hey, I really like how this is working, but you know, I, I like the direction we're going. Um, would you have, have a conversation with your wife? And we like to keep you on as a coach. So, you know, Kevin Green was really good about it. He, you know, he called me up and said, you know, I think you deserve it. You, you turned around a sinking ship. And, um, but it wasn't just me, it was all of us. You know, it was everyone involved, the assistant coach I had at the time, Justin did a great job and he was there from day one. And, and the staff, you know, the one thing about Kevin Green's staff is they're all really hard workers. And that's something I can relate to. And, and the one thing about Eric Hudson is, he, he manages that building and he, I see how he manages it and you can't work for him unless you work really hard. And that's what brought us to hiring Shams Sheehan, Sheehan, you know, who's, who's turned around two programs and, you know, is, is a guy, you know, is, you know, not afraid to get after it and get his fingernails dirty. So we brought Sam in now too. And, and, um, you know, if we're going to ask our players to be the hardest working team, our staff has to be the hardest working staff. And that's what we're focused on. And, and now we got a really good thing going in Idaho Falls. They give us all the opportunities to, to have the best team that we can have and, and you know, put the type of players on the ice the community can be proud of 
um, not just because of how they play, but how they carry themselves and represent the community and represent the the, the Spud Kings. So, yeah, we've had a chance to talk with, with uh, Eric Hudson. I can't believe you haven't been to a game, by the way. Well, here's the big thing. So, first of all, we're coming out this year. That's guaranteed. I've already told you that. We might be coming out twice. That's my plan. We're going to have a barnstorming tour for sure that we're going to build around an Idaho Falls game. Where we're going to go to all the teams out in the NCDC West. That's number one. Number two, we're going to bring some energy when we do. We're going to get some content made for you guys for the Jumbotron. We've got some ideas. We've got, we've got some very good ideas that I can't let you in on it just yet. But you might have to play the role of a captain of a police precinct for us that specializes <laughs> in potato-related crimes. We might put you to work Perfect. as an actor. So you might be getting I'm a sure sack. Paul's going to love that. That's, yeah, I figured, figured they would. And uh, But we look at Eric Hudson. We got a chance to talk to him at Nationals, at the Premier, the Premier Elite Nationals last year on Hockey TV. He's a guy who you can just see the mind at work. You can see how hard he works each oh, and every day, how he grinds at it. And and you look at you look at this organization. You bring in Sam. Sam Sheehan's somebody who we've spent a lot of time on a golf course with, and a lot of time talking yeah. to about hockey, right? And like good golfer, huh? Uh, he he's a pretty good golfer. He's 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 not bad. He can hit the ball a long way. You, you, he's what like a Ricky Fowler. You don't expect the driving distance out of him, and he's got it. <laughs> and and you know, it, but this is a, this is a young guy who I mean, I'll tell you what, you're gonna have some defensemen who can score the puck. He tends to always have guys at the blue line who can who can shoot a puck without getting it blocked, which yeah. is important, right? So, uh, you guys have the right people around you, the right mix. Now, if I'm a player, how do I how do I get to you guys? How do how do I make myself a Spud King this year or one day? How do I become a draft pick one day? You know, we just had um we just had a camp in Michigan. It was very successful. We had over 115 kids, and um and the level of play was good. And the scouts that came out were impressed with the level of play as well. So, um, that's the first step. Now we're doing things a little bit old school. We're having a 40 man training camp the third week of August. And we don't charge the players for that. Um, they just have to pay for their airfare and and their hotels. At that 40-man camp, the 23 or whatever, 26, I think it is now, will come back to Idaho Falls with us. And the other guys that don't make our team will have backup plans. Now, some of those guys will be younger players that are draft picks that are coming in for the experience. But for the most part, it's 40 guys trying to make the team. So right now, we're, we're waiting for um, another league to have their draft. There's USHL camps going on right now, so we're attending those, and um, and some of our draft picks are there. And then Eric Hudson will, will and our other um, scout will be out at select 17s. I should be out, I think, at select 16s. And we have some of our draft picks playing in both those um, national festivals. So, um, you know, Sam's going to hit some other things as well, so we're going to be out you know, trying to leave no stones unturned. And if, if players are interested, um, you know, they can always contact myself or Sam and um, we'll go from there. And, you know, now it's a little different. You have advisors to deal with that are sending you players and, and all that type of stuff as well. But we think we have a pretty good grasp on um, where we're headed, but you, we know that what you do in the summer months has a big bearing on how you are come March and April. Yeah. And you look at it, Tier two, you had the draft this year. I mean, what was what was the first NCDC draft experience like for you guys? I mean, what is that what does that draft room look like? Is that is that Eric on the charge? Is that how much how much are you guys each involved in that? Well, the coach, the head coach is going to run the draft, right? So, at, at you know, with our level, and um, it was fun to do it because I haven't had to do a draft in a few years. You know, I've had it, and I have fortunate enough to do them in the USHL and in the NA too where I ran the draft and back then you you just had a couple of scouts and you pretty much ran it. So, but we did it as a team effort. 
um, and developed a list and went through it. And uh, Eric and I kind of picked the players as we went through. And, um, you know, we're really excited. Our first pick is John Brown and he's from Cleveland. And we think there's a good chance that, uh, you know, he can play for us. And But we know there's a very good chance that he's going to be a top level division one player. So, you know, that's the direction um, we want to go with our team and our division is getting those younger players and help develop them for division one and, and hopefully get to the USHL along the way. So, yeah. And you, and you love to watch it. You talk about the difference with the draft experience, right? It's in, in tier three where, where you had success the last couple of years before coming to Idaho falls, it was, it was kind of just building it. You go out and you get guys right now. Now yeah. it's drafting guys. It's getting guys into the program. And, before before I let you go, before we get to parting words, I got to bring up first of all Austin Quarters and I. You talked about every everyone sleeping in their own bed. He did share a bed with me in in Pueblo because we <laughs> ran out of beds. Uh, so Pueblo, the entire there were so many people at their game for the home opener. Austin was out doing some scouting and and some some work, and there were no more beds left in Pueblo. He looks at me in the <laughs> lobby. I said, Austin, you can crash with us tonight. You're okay. But the work he's doing, man, with, with Rule One Sports and everything, we got a chance. To talk to him a little bit just traveling around that's got you got to be super proud the what we've gotten to watch him go from guy on the ice who we covered as a player and put in the power rankings to this this guy who's really taking over the game of hockey at all levels well you know it, it it's not even that it's because of hockey i'm just really proud of the, the young man he's becoming i mean he's getting married this weekend he works really hard he has the same work ethic that his mother and his grandfather have um that are from montana out here and and, and it's paying off for him at a young age, he's having success. And um, I'm really excited to see what, you know, what's gonna come about with all this hard work that he puts in and he's getting some early re- rewards, which is nice to see. But um, yeah, it doesn't, if it wasn't hockey, I just want him to be happy and be a hard worker and be a, a good husband that he's, that I think he's gonna be. So um, yeah, we're proud of him as uh, who he is, but I am, I am very happy. I didn't, I didn't have to buy his last car for him. That was good. <laughs> that's the big moments, right? It's like when you stop having to buy stuff as the parent, that's always helpful. Yeah. When they start getting you better gifts than you get them, you know, that's, that's a good sign, but that's what you hope for. You hope your kids outdo you. And, and this game of hockey, you know, I tell parents now that I've been through it 30 years, it's a different conversation. And it's like, you know, I look at the players um, that I had, like they all become men's league hockey players, even the ones that made it to the NHL, but it's a success that they, it's a journey it's what they learn around the journey. It's more important than the final outcome. And, you know, I'm saying like, we got Jake Nitsche and he's the, you know, the up and comer, you know, and he's the Chicago steel strength and conditioning coach. And, you know, was offered the job at the national program and, you know, and you see kids having success like Dominic Monocchio, look what he's doing in Wilkes-Barre and, um, and, and lots of other guys, not just in hockey. And it's because of what you learn along the way, you know, playing this game, playing junior hockey, being away from home, learning to get over tough hurdles because you love the game so much. So later in life, you have a confidence that you can get over anything because you learn to do it, doing the, playing this game that you love. So I think that's, I think parents lose sight of it. They all think I need a scholarship. We need to go to college. No, it's, it's the things you learn along the journey. So that's why it's important to find good organizations to play for coaches that have, you know, um, they use hockey as a way to make you a better person, not just a better hockey player. And I think that's what, after 30 years, I guess that's what it's come to in my mind. So it's incredible. This guy, this guy gets it. Guy gets the media. What? 
I mean, I'm going to have to ask you for parting words. Now, those were some of the best parting words I've ever heard. And now we've got even more to say. I just, uh, Coach, it, it's so fun getting to talk to you. I'm happy to have you back behind the bench. We've got some new rebranding for the NCDC fans at home. Remember, we've got some big rebranding coming with the Dan K Show product. We're going to have NCDC this week, each and every week, to kick the week off. A Dan K Show dedicated solely to NCDC hockey. We will have an NCDC Power Ranking Top 10 for the first time. We'll go top 10 in the NCDC power rankings each and every month. We're going to have each month at the end of the month our NCDC Players of the Month audio podcast, Spotify, iTunes, anywhere you get your your podcast. There's going to be a lot coming to the NCDC this year. This NCDC West product is going to change the game. Coach, we close the show with parting words. Your parting words, how do you want to leave the people here and and head off to your, uh, your big wedding weekend? Yeah, have a, have a great summer. And, um, you know, we have that big showcase coming up in December with our, our teams and we're, we're going to be flying out um, coaches from all over. So um, we'll see you in December and, and uh, everyone enjoy the rest of the summer until the hockey starts. Thanks for having me and thanks for doing what you do and tell Lucas the same. I will, and you will probably see us before December. We'll be out there in Idaho Falls a few times this year. We got some work to get done for the Spud Kings. And my parting words, they always go with our guest. I, I don't... I don't know. I, I think that I think your parting words are so good. I gotta just I gotta say to the folks at home, you know, uh, the, here I got it. I got something for you this week. I got it. We're gonna go. A lion never loses seat, sleep over the opinions of sheep, and that's what I want our players to understand. This I want a young athlete that's growing the game. You're gonna have a lot of sheep in your life. A lot of people trying to tell you to stay off your path, or you can't do this, or you can't do that. You're gonna have a lot of a lot of noises, a lot of outside, but. We got to be lions, right? And Coach Quarters, I know you're a lion. You're behind that bench. You win hockey games. The first ever team with an overall under 500 record to be in a top 20 power rankings in Dan K show history. That's what you did last year. There's more to come there. This Idaho Falls team is reshaping the game of Tier 2 hockey. 4,000 plus a night. Be lions, baby. Let's hear the roars. Let's get going. Hockey season coming to you. Congrats to Austin Quarters on the wedding. you got to say congrats when we get the wedding news out here. That's big as well. Coach, we thank you for joining us to all of our sponsors. Selly Salt, sprinkle it on your next meal to hockey moms that can take your dinner table to the next level hockey style. Body-trick.com. If it smells bad in your locker room, get the penalty kill spray. Go to body-trick.com today. All natural product to get rid of the bacteria that makes your stuff smell bring your gear out of the car back into the house gmu sport get yourself back into shape for hockey season or just get yourself back into shape gmu sport.com put the right stuff in your body remastered sleep it worked for Oli kolzig it can work for you stop snoring with just a sip 10 percent off at checkout with dan k show in the coupon code Finally, last but not least, the Pueblo Bulls are going to be playing against this Idaho Falls team. Run with the Bulls, or if it's an actual real live bull, run away from the bull. Don't run towards a real bull, but run with the Pueblo Bulls. And run with this Idaho Falls Spud Kings team. The Potato Zaddies are back and better than ever, taking over the NCDC. Watch out. These guys might just be the Neen Cup champs in a few months. Thank you for listening to the most watched show in junior hockey, The Dan K Show, presented by the Pueblo Bulls. For more information about The Dan K Show, head to www.dankshow.com.